0: Hello, I'm Sharon Collin, and you are listening to the ADHD Families Podcast. I am a mum of three beautiful boys with ADHD. I love being a mum, but my home life was absolute chaos, and the stress of daily life had a terrible effect on my health. My husband had so many horror-filled stories of growing up with ADHD that I decided I wanted to change the experience for my little boys. So I got to work and I systematically changed and streamlined my family's lives to suit the ADHD brain. And now that I have my family on track, I want to help yours. Do you want a life with your beautiful kids that is more functional, fun, and full of joy? Let's explore together the wonderful and sometimes wacky world of raising kids with ADHD. Hello everyone, it's Sharon here today on the podcast, I've got the wonderful Amy Kennedy and she owns the Organising Bee, which is a professional home organising and decluttering service and she helps add value to the lives of others. Um, Through her business, the Organising Bee, Amy supports busy women and families experiencing chronic disorganisation. You guys know I love this topic. Um, Many of whom have autism, ADHD, depression, anxiety and other brain-based conditions. Um, to ease the pressure of everyday life by providing one-on-one hands-on organisational support within the family home. She provides a holistic and client-centric approach to ensure that all clients' homes are organised in a way that supports their needs, capacity and lifestyle. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for
1: inviting me. Um, I'm really excited to speak to you today, Sharon.
0: Oh, I'm so excited as well. And I think that um, this topic is going to be, something that is very popular with our beautiful family. So tell me a little bit about what you do and why you do it.
1: Yeah, so I guess you've covered a lot in the beautiful intro there, so thank you. Um, but I think primarily what I do is that I support people to make their lives easier, and that's within their, their homes. So majority of my clients are busy women, but i found over the last... Uh, I guess 12, 18 months, there's been a bigger shift towards people that um, are neurodivergent. So whether or not they have ADHD or autism or a combination of both. So it's really around setting that space up so it really works for them. And I do it, I guess when I do it, I get a lot of pleasure and joy out of helping other people succeed. And to be able to have that confidence in their own life, to know that they can, they can do it. They can have their house organised, and the other flow-on effects of having your house organised that impacts, you know, relationships, uh, the employment, um, and so it's like the health. And so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, why I do it and how I little fit in. That's so amazing. Now, one of the um. Things I
0: often talk with, uh, talk talk to my clients about, um, especially those clients that have um, neurodiversity themselves, is that they know that they want a more organised home. They they know that that they do better when things are clearer and more minimalist and organised and have structure. But ma- maybe for them, it's just very overwhelming about finding a place to start, or maybe the house has gone past the point where. It's, it, it's now a place of overwhelm instead of being a place of retreat and a place that's, uh, you know, meets their sensory needs and, uh, and it's it maybe, it, it just becomes so overwhelming to start. So can you explain a little bit uh, about what, when you come to a family that ha- perhaps has neurodiversity like ADHD or autism in there, um, what sort of things are they struggling with when you go in there?
1: yeah we've described that really well. So usually, as soon as I meet a client, they're at a breaking point. So you know they've tried absolutely everything that they can. They've read as many books as they can, they've tried so many different strategies, and nothing seems to be working for them. So usually what we do is we just have a really good, honest conversation about you know how they're using their home, what their challenges are. Um, you know what is, you know what are their processing modalities, their learning styles, their preferences. Do they like things um, left out on tables? Do they, you know, do they need that visual reminder to be actually able to remember to do a task, or is that having a stack of papers or a, a bowl, a collection of things in a bowl on the the counter too overwhelming for them, and then they need it behind? doors so we're talking a lot about just individual preferences and we're then using those individual preferences to set up the home that makes sense for that individual or that family so what makes sense to me as an organizer might not make sense to the individual and what makes sense to the individual might not make sense to me necessarily but we work through that process to make sure that it's really logical steps um, in terms of the way that the pro- the area is organised but also a clear system that they can maintain it that makes sense to them. So it doesn't matter what it looks like, it doesn't matter uh, what containers are used or it's just really about making sure that it makes sense to them and it's something that they're able to physically uh I guess do. Yeah, so we they don't continue want, on with. They continue. Yeah, we don't want to make something too complex or too challenging uh for the individual or for the family. So it's very, very tailored. And so there's no right or wrong way or there's no specific um set formula that works for everybody it's very very tailored i love this to organize each person's home so which is so much yeah yeah i love it too because i'm in this beautiful space where you know i get to learn a lot about their family but also you know we're co-creating a wonderful relationship to make sure that you know, there's time to practice and workshop and make sure it actually works for them. It's not a come in once, set it up and goodbye, here you go. We're like over gradually over time building on the system so that they can practice it and make sure that, okay, we thought it would work or they thought that that would work. But actually in reality, when, you know, they get the kids home from school and their kids actually do something totally different, well, let's change the system to work with, yeah, the way that, their individual brain works.
0: I think it's it's a really beautiful thing that you're offering because I I, I don't know how much you know about my background, but some of uh, the things that I learned about ADHD, I, I learned from doing experiments on my own family. So uh, what I would do is I would uh, c- get them to come into the room and I'd have stuff everywhere and I'd mess it all up and I'd have it really chaotic looking and I would monitor um, their behavior and see what happens. And it, it was particularly evident in my husband. He's um, probably the most ex, uh, extreme case of ADHD that we have in our family. And he wanted to get out of the room. He had really jerky body language. Um, he was obviously stressed and he just wanted to get out, like when it was chaotic. Um, but when it was calm and things had a system, it wasn't necessarily perfect looking, but it had, you know, had things had systems and things were generally put away. He was quite happy to be settled in the room. Uh, So I know not everyone's brain works exactly the same as my family's, but it was just interesting to notice that the environment had such a role to play in how they felt about that space.
1: Yeah, that's so fascinating. I really love that you did did that. And that's one thing that I always say when I meet someone for the first time is like, don't tidy up for me. Please don't tidy up because where your shoes are or where your kings are or where your handbag is, that's where we need to build the system. That's how so you've Yeah. If you take your shoes off near the front door, well, that's where your shoes need to be stored. If you take your shoes off near the, you know, under the kitchen table, well, maybe that's where the shoe rack or shoe storage needs to be or a shoe basket needs to be. It may not be, you know, logical as, you know, your shoes should be in the wardrobe or they should be in the entry, but any of those simple systems looking at you know the natural behaviors it's so much easier to maintain yeah
0: it has to work for that individual and i really like it that you're tailoring it so much because that's really encouraging the person to have buying on it and to um to keep up the system because anyone can make a certain area look instagram like worthy you know like it can look beautiful but if it doesn't work yeah they are going to go straight back to to it being overwhelming uh and i I love that you're able to give these uh families a little bit of um, you know that those systems that they might be craving. That sometimes it takes an outsider to come in and have a look at things from a, um, you know. Sometimes we're just so close to the to the problem area, and you know, when we're working with predictable problems, I know. I know even in my own family, when you're so close and you're living it day to day, you might not see that there's an easy solution just right in front of your face. You know, like something as simple as you always take your shoes off there. Why don't we have the system there and set up the front door? You know.
1: I had an amazing really good example there of a client who had a lot of um had cats and had two kitty litter trays she had a really good system that she'd have one that's in backup and one that's going but the one that was in backup she had nowhere to put it so she'd just leave it on the floor um in her laundry next to the one that the cat was using and it's like it's taking up so, she's like it's taking up so much room it's so annoying i trip over it all the time. I'm like, oh, well, let's just put it under the other one. And it's, she was like, oh, my God, I've been doing for five years and I'd never even thought of putting it underneath. How stupid am I? I was
0: like, no, 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 you're not stupid. It's just this. It's just, oh, that's so good. It's just too close. <laughs> too close to the situation but you couldn't see it. Um, that's, that's so incredible. So tell me. If you uh, had, so pretend that I am a, well, I am a family of ADHD people uh, and maybe I have ADHD myself and I call you up and I say, like, things are just out of control in my house. There's stuff everywhere. Um, I am, you know, really overwhelmed by, by my environment at the moment. How would you set about helping that person? Like, how would you start that process with them?
1: Well, after we've had that i guess conversation about what the challenges are we just start on the biggest challenge area of their home the thing that's going to make the biggest um, change so whether or not that's getting out of the house on a way to get out of the house on time or to get their children to school on time so then we um, set a very clear little goal about okay we're just going to look at the way that you know the things that you need to take out of the house are stored and organized so you the shoes the keys the handbags the school bags the you know the lunch boxes all of those things and then we look at the process there of the best way to organize them and usually we work in really clear short bursts of time so because it's a lot of my uh clients have a lot of difficulty in maintaining focus mm-hmm. long period of time and they've got yeah i've got brilliant big exciting creative ideas and as soon as that idea gets into the head it's easy for them to drift off into um that thought and Mm. start doing whatever it is they're thinking so you know we do i do body doubling so i walk work alongside them so we're doing the task together we're talking about the space together and we're organizing the space uh, together, and when they start um, getting a little bit distracted, we either use that as a time that okay, um, time for a break, or time to come back in and refocus. I use um, you know timers. I like the time timer, so we set that for a fifteen or twenty minute so that you're working in. <laughs> That's great. I <laughs> can focus. But some of my clients don't need that. It, I mean, it's all just depends on the particular client and what, um, well, they've identified what their needs are and what I can see um, helps them as well. And so, yeah, we just go through that in a short block of time. And then we also, we're really clear on what we're working on. And so if we're, you know, working on setting up a system to get outside the house, and we come across uh, reviewing the area, we come across a lot of papers or school notes or um, bills or things, we just make an effort to put that aside. We're not reading that, we're not looking at that now, we're really focused and when that timer goes off, then we can go um, have a look and read those papers or, you know, if we find something that should live in another area of the home say children's bedroom or something like that we're not putting that away straight away we're collecting those and doing those another time because as soon as we leave the space we just get distracted we lose focus and then we just can't achieve that particular task at out uh, of time so that's all that short burst of time really clear defined goals of what we want to achieve and focusing um on that, I love it. And so many of the things you identified
0: in there are such key, um, key strategies for helping the ADHD brain in those circumstances. Like even the fact that a body doubling that can create, you know, having someone there to do a specific task can really, um, you know, create that uh, point of interest for them to be able to get the tasks done and having you there to support them. Uh, is a fantastic service. So tell me if if all the people at home listening, what are some things, if they're looking around their home and they're thinking, oh, my goodness, like I couldn't, um, you know, I could really do with having a professional organiser come in and help us, uh, is there any steps that you could recommend that they could start with today um, that, that you uh would think that it would help them on their journey. Like I know, obviously, contacting yourself or a professional organizer would be something that would be really beneficial. Uh, but say, what's some what's a few things that they could take away today and think this would help me on the on the road to my own environment becoming less overwhelming? For me.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that um, probably the are two really key things to think about in your home is simplicity and the functionality. So simplicity. I think, in regard to the simplicity of the organising system, but simplicity in regard to the amount of things that you own as well. So, you know, I guess to put really simply, the more you own, the more your home demands of you. So that's more, just the more you have, the more decisions that you need to make each day and the longer it takes to do everyday tasks. So, and if you're adding, you know, a brain-based condition like ADHD into that, that can complicate that decision-making process even further. So, you know, if we're reducing the number of things that you own to what you realistically use and need, you're automatically reducing the amount and the complexity of the decisions that, you know, an individual needs to make each day. So that gives um, a little bit more breathing space, you know, to do your everyday tasks. So that's probably one thing that anybody could look at quite easily. And the other is regard to the simplicity of of your system or the functionality of the system. So I use in my business the philosophy of a one-handed system. So a one-handed system is a system where you only need one hand to put things away or to get it out. So, you know, we're avoiding things where we're stacking containers on top of each other or we're stacking things, filling a shelf or a anything so deep that you have to move all the things in front of it to get to the thing at the back so we're looking at one single layer of things where you so you can see everything that you have and you can get things out really really easily. I love that so much. I do too. (laughs) Even myself you know on a tired when you're tired exhausted overwhelmed if you've got a stack of containers and something goes in the supposed to go in the bottom one. Inevitably
0: you're you not know, gonna it.
1: put it I'll just put it on this top of the pile and I'll come back to that later. The problem is later really comes. Mm. So but if those still exactly the same containers are on a shelf, and so you can access the one on the bottom without having to move any of the others, it's no e- no well, it's no more difficult, it's just as easy to put it away as it is to just leave it out. I love that. Yep, that makes total sense, total sense. And I I believe that, you know, if it's going, if it takes you hours and hours and hours to set up the system to begin with, it's going to take you hours and hours and hours to maintain. So really look at how long it takes to set up and if you can mirror that later on in the maintenance stage. Mm. So, you know... If you want perfectly folded uh, sheets or clothing um, you've just got to commit to be able to do that on an everyday basis and if you can't that's perfectly fine there are other ways to organize it which take a lot less time and are more manageable and the same with sorting you know pencils by color or thing or Legos by shape and color that takes a lot of time to maintain and so Sometimes it's just as, um, efficient and as organized to put all everything, all into all the Lego into one box together, you know, you do, it's just as organized. You can still find the things it's just organized in a different way. So, and it really depends on the, the, um, the brain of the individual of, of how that they think and work and need and how they're going to use it later. So yes. I have seen um, some of
0: my coaching clients go, you know, they talk about uh, maybe, uh, you know, wanting to implement a new strategy and they go, because their brains are just so incredible when they hyper-focus, they go into this really deep focus of what they're going to do for this system. But perhaps that system becomes like three pages of complicated steps. And yes. in theory, it makes like total sense like I'm like that is amazing that you were able to think of that but in a practical sense when you're moving quickly and you've got competing demands it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work so I love it how you talked about simplifying those systems because you need to be able to like I've never heard it before being referred to as a one-handed system but that makes total sense to me because if you can't do it with one hand because we've got all these competing demands happening then it's you know the system isn't going to work in actual real life sense when you've got other stress coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really good point.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And that micro level of organization that you mentioned, that's often when I get called into an individual's home. So I can see that they've tried really, really hard. They've got really, really, really good structure in place, but it's just missing that step of how to maintain it. And it's just that little bit too complex. Like it's very well organized and it looks brilliant, but yeah, on the um the practicality level, it's just too too much to maintain. So it, yeah, it's really interesting to find that um, medium level or the the area where it, that it is achievable and maintainable.
0: It's that all or nothing approach. Like I know that, but the um, wonderful ADHD brain has this tendency to go like. I am being super organized or I'm not doing it at all. So, um, so you know, having that really simple system that makes it actually easier for you to keep going with the system rather than, you know, having to put in all this effort or, or no effort and abandon the ship completely, you know, uh, yeah. I think it really is a, uh, a strategy that can help them if it's so simple that it's almost more work not to do it.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, once you get practised and get skilled at maintaining that system, then you can add the complexity to it because you already know that you can maintain it. Mm. So then you can build on it. And that that's also that all or nothing is also a trait of perfectionism yeah. as well. So, yeah. Really and
0: once you go into clients' homes and you help them, uh, you know, perhaps you've uh, help them organize some areas. You've got some systems in place. What is some of the feedback that you get uh, from your clients? So, how does it how does it uh, help their lives and change their lives?
1: Uh, it you know, I find it's just that probably this is probably why I continue to work in this space is because the change is remarkable. Like, it, and you wouldn't in some cases you wouldn't believe it. So, I've gone into people's homes where they are almost. They're, they're at severe breaking point. You know, they've been in and out of mental health units. They um, they just can't function. To then being all of a sudden they are started up at uni. They've started their own business. They've gone out and done all these big, weird and wonderful things that they never thought were in the realm of possibility for them. But just because the house is supporting them in a way that wasn't supporting them at all previously it's really it's really interesting where it's it's yes it's about physically about the home but it's actually yeah, you know, the emotional state and yeah you know, uh, people's confidence and yeah providing space in their brain releasing that mental load to do other things so that's where i find it most profound I I love that so much. I think, um, you know, just one of the
0: one of my clients said to me, it's the idea of being able to have someone drop in without shame attached?" Yeah, yeah, like being able to welcome someone into your home if they just dropped in without walking around going, "Oh, like I'm sorry about this and I'm sorry about that." Just to be able to have someone come in and it, you know, it's never going to be perfect, right? But like, be able to not feel that sense of shame as someone walks through your house you know, cause you've got um, things generally under control.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even if you, you know, only need an hour's notice to reset the system back to where it was, it, yeah, it makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've found in, in employment as well, people are finding that they're, you know, able to take on more difficult, more difficult, uh, responsibilities at work. They're getting acknowledged at work in a different way where they couldn't previously. That's so good. That's
0: so, but I just think it's, I think it's so exciting. And, you know, just for people to know that there is a service that I, I guess a lot of our audience wouldn't know that there's people out there that can help them set up these systems. And, yeah, I mean, we all shouldn't feel shame about our house, right? And we should have, you know, we should just, you know, especially uh, those of us with neurodiversity, like kind of is what it is. But I I still think it's something that we experience, you know. And uh, if, if we can make, if a space can make us feel good, and feel comforted and less overwhelmed, then that has to be a great thing for us completely, you know, like it has to be a positive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to work for you. And so whatever that is, is this is, is the perfect solution. Yeah.
0: That's so I think we have this tendency to want it to all look like a showroom and it's either a showroom or a tip. There's no you know, like but it's it 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 doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to it just has to work for your family. Like it's never gonna like actually it's almost never going to be perfect because we all have, you know, kids and stuff going on and we live the actual functional homes. Yeah. Um but there there's systems that work for your family. That that's that's the crucial part, isn't it?
1: yeah absolutely. And I think this uh, the perfection or the, the perfect looking home, you know, unless you're willing and able to spend all day every day maintaining it, it's not a realistic um, expectation or objective for for many people, but at least people with um with families. anyway, <laughs> any child, whether that they're um neurodivergent or not, they're going to touch things, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, yes. anyone, you know, as soon as you have a cup of coffee, um, you've got a mug. So unless you wash it and put it away immediately, there is going to be a mug left somewhere and so as long as you build in your process about after I have my cup of coffee, what do I do with my mug, then yeah, that makes yeah a
0: wonderful. So I want to say thank you so much. And there were some really good takeaways in there. Number one, that, that your, a service like yours exists. So if you're in Canberra or surrounds, uh, you know, please do check out Amy. And uh, and also that you can you can do things like, you know, look at your system, simplify those uh, systems and look at those trouble spots and see if you can review it. You know, maybe they can uh, get in contact with a professional organiser like you, Amy, because... It would be a great asset for our beautiful families to have have that advice and in-home support like you offer your beautiful clients because sometimes it's just having that person there um, that could make all the difference for them.
1: So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Sharon. It's been a real absolute pleasure, lovely to talk to you. And I just wanted to say to your listeners, if they're not in Canberra, there are professional organisers like me nationally. So um, just Google in your area and, yeah, I'm sure you'll be able to find one that um, can help you. So, And thank you again.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. If you loved it, please share it on your socials. I want this to start a conversation about ADHD. If you want to make this mum do a little happy dance, please leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to know more about what we do, check out thefunctionalfamily.com. I truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast and you use it to create a wonderful, effective, joyful life with your beautiful children.